0: And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 160, aka season two, episode 28. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And and since we still invite people to call in, uh, since we do record the show live, uh, even though it's not broadcast live anymore, uh, those numbers for you to dial if you do catch us are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so anything going on with you this week, MC? Um
1: This this week, um i am kinda kinda depressed a little bit. And maybe maybe it's just because um, because of the Syria thing. Okay. Um, like I was really happy when, when Trump said Hey, we're gonna we're gonna leave Syria. Uh, ISIS has been defeated, and uh, yeah, we don't need to be there anymore. And then, uh, and then there was a,
0: an attack by Assad. By so somebody, say. by somebody. Yeah. Attributed to be- Assad.
1: And because somebody did a chemical attack, then we have to do our own attack because uh, tomahawks. Don't have any chemicals in them, apparently. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was. Uh, I don't know. I think that's. I think that's why I'm all sad and depressed or whatever. Okay.
0: Well, you've um, said on the show before that you know the the foreign policy and the anti-war movement is one of your biggest factors in in you know becoming and staying an anarchist. Right, it's yeah. it's foreign intervention and killing people and all that other nonsense that funds that the that the state uses the you know taxpayer funds to do that just really get you down. So I, I can see why you would be a little sad and depressed, um, and with good reason. Right, like you know the the albeit um, exacerbated headlines right are all predicting World War Three. You know, uh, if we attack Syria and Russia attacks and the nukes go flying, yeah, mutually assured destruction. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't see any, I don't see where there's any positive light in that at all. Uh, is that, is that all that's bothering you though? Or, or, you know, is there something specific about this particular one that's, that's causing you grief? No, I mean, it's,
1: it's actually happened before it happened, uh, you know, when, uh, Obama, I think, uh sent missiles in this area before, or maybe it was Trump. I can't remember. But this is this is the second time we've had this response. And uh, it, it seems now at least there is a couple people uh, in the mainstream, not even mainstream, but, uh, Car- Carlson
0: Tucker, is that his yeah, name? Uh, Tucker Carlson,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it backwards. So, um, you know, at least in my feed, he's he's been – shown raise, raising his stink about it uh and th- there has been some people questioning the narrative but mostly on I mean, most of the mainstream media it's parroting the same thing
0: that, that Trump has to do something yeah um which is which, which is sad I mean I don't know <laughs> well the the entertaining part for me is seeing all of like the former Trump tweets where he's like oh, yeah. you know where he's he's right right? When he's attacking Barack Obama for doing the same thing he's about to do, yeah. right? So it's just like, man, just, just go, go read your past tweets that everyone's posting. We all know you pay attention to these type of things, you know? So if there, if there's like, you know, a light at, the, you know, a uh, a uh, uh, a light peeking through, you know, this, you know, w- war torn darkness. It's the fact yeah. that he should know better, um, because he's the one he has advocated against the very thing he's now advocating for.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I really think all this is like like the the big reason why is, is uh, because of Israel, so um, it, it's it's in Israel's interest uh, to uh, to go after Iran and Syria is just a uh, you know a, a stepping stone to, to Iran. So <laughs> um, you know the, the longer this goes on the less chance will invade Iran. Um,
0: okay. Or not less chance, but it'll just... <laughs> it'll prolong, an, kick I, the can down the road?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as Syria is done, as soon as Assad is gone, then, you know, then uh, then Iran has something... I mean, it has to be really, really afraid at that point. I mean, it's that, that would be uh, a very good Indicator that, that their, their time is short. <laughs> so, um, and I I just wish it was obvious to everybody that that's what this is about. You know, it's like, all this is planned. It has nothing to do
0: with uh, one country killing their own people. <laughs> yeah. Um, where, where do you fall on the, the then narrative that's currently in the realm of conspiracy that he had no reason, Assad had no reason to... Um, use chemical warfare, and that it's it was now a plant or another uh, agency of a different state um, doing that to to keep the U.S. involvement going. Like, do you buy into that or?
1: Yeah, and it could be. I, I I mean, there's a whole bunch of conspiracy theories, but what if what if Russia is the one that did the chemical attack? Just it could to be. Keep us- just to keep us in there and wasting our time (laughs) it could be and and what if russia is colluding with trump and trump's like yeah man i'll just just make it look like the cia is making me stay there you know we don't really know um but we what we do know is that there's a whole bunch of shenanigans going on has the average uh u.s citizen has no interest in syria at all it doesn't matter um if there's people in Syria that need help, then sending cruise missiles is not going to help them. Um, but yeah, find a different way. <laughs> Asking Trump to solve this problem with military is is probably the least good way of, of helping anybody. Um, so so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter uh, even even if Assad used a chemical weapon. Um, the the correct action is still not to send tomahawks
0: over them. What do you, what what is Trump's motivation? Right? Like I'm I'm sitting here and, and you're saying, you know, maybe Russia's having him do this and and making it look like the CIA go like What what would be man, it's hard it's hard to pinpoint Trump or pin down Trump um on the well, war issue.
1: I th- I think we've discussed Motivations before, and uh, his main motivation is uh, to, you know, his, his legacy. You know, he wants, you know, it's basically the same as Obama.
0: Yeah, um, but as as it, a as a businessman, though, right? Which is what he was before becoming a politician. Well, well even he's if, not
1: anymore, though. He's just he's just plain not.
0: You don't think so? He's a, he's a politician now okay i mean i mean like factually you are correct but i'm i'm trying to
1: he had he had that chance he had that chance to be like oh i'm different than the rest of them and he's not he's not taking the high road he's taking uh the same path as uh uh the first clinton uh bush um the bush before that and and obama he's continuing the same thing so um yeah, he's he's a politician. He he some he somehow believes uh, that the, the people that are advising him on what to do and telling him, you know, their version of the facts. And he's making uh, bad decisions based on 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 those people.
0: Right. And for and for economic policy. Right. I, I still think he's wrong. But I at least oh, yeah. go like, well, a crony, a, a crony capitalist would definitely think those things, right? So, so we know we know why he does things, um, like you know re- removing regulations, um, which you know hat tip when he does the right thing there, or imposing tariffs, and you know uh, shame when he when he does when he does things there, yeah, yeah. But as a crony capitalist, you go like, well, yeah, that's that's that would be the appropriate response, um from someone who believes what he believes, right? Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not justifying it. Um, I, I think I'm just, you know, uh, sympathizing the right word. Like I, I have, I, I understand, um, what's going through his head. Right. But when yeah. it, com- when it comes to like the war issue, right, what, what does, what does a crony capitalist gain from being, you know, in Syria and blaming the Russians, Right, like, that's that's the part, you know, th- does he have, like, a sweetheart deal uh, with the weapons manufacturers, right? Because he hasn't, you know, uh, with all the regulations no, I, and I all that stuff so. that he's removed, he hasn't, they haven't done anything, you know, no, no news has come out about, you know, weapons manufacturers getting a sweetheart deal, which is what you would expect from an economic side of things. If he's like, no, no, we're going to go to war and these guys are going to be the ones, you know, supplying the military, right, with all these, you know, fun new gadgets and smart weapons and you know, you know, give a plug to, to those guys. And he hasn't done that. So I struggle, I struggle to understand, um, the, the war policy, even though I can understand the economic policy. You you see what I'm saying? Like why, why Syria knowing full well that years ago, he said like, this is stupid. Obama should get out. Here's why Obama should get out. Nothing, nothing philosophically has changed since then. And now he wants to do the same thing. Like, Is he that dense? Is he that, you know, know, he's, if if he's putting over, you know, if he's putting one over on all of us, he's got to be smarter than that to know that we're not going (laughs) to, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm befuddled. I think that's a good word. I'm going to use that word. I'm befuddled uh, on his war policy um, just because I I can't understand it.
1: I don't, I don't think it matters to him as long as he, he has a policy and, and, and in his mind, he thinks it's the best. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, I don't think it matters. Like he, he hired a whole bunch of Warhawks.
0: So what do you expect? I mean, <laughs> no, did he hire a bunch of Warhawks then? Because he has, he has no care whatsoever. Like he doesn't care either way. So he just does whatever, you know, he hires those guys, you do what they say and you know, I'm the president, so we do what they say and then that's it. And he could, he like, he could actually care less about what's going on. Cause it's not really his focus, but he has to do something like, you know, yeah, okay, I, I'm. I'm I, speculating. I, I, really, I just. I'm trying to figure it out. I,
1: I really do kind of believe that uh, the idea that I'm the government, something happened, therefore I have to do something. I, I really believe that that weighs in heavily on on bureaucrats' um, mentality, right? They're just. They're just yeah. doing something. He's. He's just doing something. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't
0: matter what. Okay. Well, that's fair, right? Because because if he's indifferent. Then yeah, he did, he goes like, "Nope, signing war to Syria, tweeting out, boom, done, moving on, next thing." What? A, bring me your next problem. I'll solve the next one. Right. If if that's it, then fine. Yeah. I, I can understand that. But um, but the conce- the consequence
1: of let's say being, you know, the media the way it is, uh, I, and I think he's manipulated by it, and his his ego would be hurt if. He was to if if the media was to say oh well he you know there was a chemical attack and and Trump didn't do anything right that would hurt us that would really hurt
0: his ego maybe but if he's as smart as he says he is then he you know then he would just parrot his old things of you know uh, we we ought not be getting involved in a civil war in Syria where we have no interest right if the U S has that's, no that's, interest that's, in Syria that's
1: way that's way harder to explain than. Uh, somebody did something bad and, and I'm going to hit them now. It, that's, it's, it's way too hard to explain. So he, is it? he, it's, it's just the easy, it's the easy way out, especially, yeah. For a politician, for a president, the, the easiest obvious thing is to always
0: uh, treat everything like a nail. That may be true. That, that may be true, but then I, I'm going to throw this out there because, you know, as it, it, it doesn't come up. Um, as often as you know these these Middle Eastern disputes do Um, and that's all the the uh, regional strife in Africa right like you know the the warlords the the territorial disputes the you know the the kidnapping of children what was that what was that thing like 2000 Coney 2012 remember that that was like a thing for like a week (laughs) right you know what I'm talking about and it, and there was like, there was, there was no real U S military response. It's like, no, we, we, are not going there. There's, there's nothing for us there. And you know, so be it. Like we, no one talk, no one talks about how the U S is going to respond, you know, to Africans killing Africans, um, but Syrians killing Syrians or, or Muslims in the middle well, East, all of a sudden it's, it's big news. Like who cares, right? Who cares what's going on in Syria? Only the mainstream media makes a big deal out of it, but they don't make a big deal out of everything. They just they pick yeah, and choose that, their battles.
1: Well, that's the thing. They they did make a big deal about Syria, and but
0: and he could and, but he could explain it away just as easily as he could, like Africa. Right? We're just, we're just but not the there. media
1: wouldn't the media wouldn't let him. I think they would okay. they would keep calling him what was and saying he's he's a
0: you know not an effective leader, and and uh, I think that would hurt his ego. Okay well that that man that gives the media like way too much power then because as soon oh, as yeah. he does something oh, yeah. right all they do is find another another dispute oh, yeah. somewhere in the world and go like well what are you going to do about this right yeah but i mean like who's aleppo the is the a, is yeah. an appropriate response the uh the
1: media is is being run by uh, in a way the, the cia you know that that uh, I don't know, I think they feed off of each other, but <laughs> there, it, there is a conspiracy, right? The conspiracy sure. is I mean like this, this is fact. like they okay. Israel conspiracy Israel wants, fact. Israel wants to go after Iran and I, Iraq, uh, Syria and Iran are are all part of that. You
0: know? <laughs> so, the axis of evil so uh
1: yeah, and that and that's kind of the trajectory we're we're on and and so the the media is going to force force that narrative um, because of everybody who, who benefits from that, okay, so, if there's nothing in Africa, if there's no reason for the media to to uh, say we should be invading somewhere in Africa, then it will become
0: less you know, likely that we do so, even though we are. <laughs> And and okay, so the mainstream, me- so the mainstream media, you're saying then is is the conspiracy driving the policy? It's, it's a little bit of both. Um, okay,
1: there there are government operatives in the media.
0: Yes, that that media, is definitely fact because they've come out. That's been in, that's exposed. And and yeah, and telling telling the media what to air and, and what the narrative should be. And Trump is just a pawn in that like he he thinks he's playing the media, but they're really playing him all of a sudden,
1: yep all
0: right that's man that is such a stretch to like to you know to, to wrap my head around. Nothing makes any sense anymore I mean it makes sense like i'm not I'm, I'm not disputing what you're saying, but it's 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 so far fetched <laughs> that, that it's, it, my, it,
1: my, my theory is far-fetched i mean <laughs> the,
0: well the, the the whole thing right you go like i again i just i push back the i push back the question of of motivation right and you know now now we're now we're going back to like israel's motivation for wiping iran off the map right like why who cares they've already got israel right they well, they you know, they've been progressively well, what, what taking else, back their homeland for 50 years
1: what what else is a violent bureaucratic state going to do i mean they 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 have to do something they have to have a purpose for existing
0: well the canadian border has been pretty solid for a long they, time now you don't you know they're not looking to expand their empire i mean it's
1: the the israeli
0: border well the israeli border has definitely been expanding right like that you know there's that's true but at some point you go like okay we've got we've got our we've got our birthright homeland back um let's just let's just call it what it is now right like here, here's the borderline and that's it right like you, you know But the,
1: you, the narrative has been is that iran is a threat to israel now whether they are or not i you know who knows but
0: that's what israel wants everybody to believe okay i hear that and but i don't i don't see any evidence of that true right like but it it doesn't
1: matter because it's been like that for 40 years you're not just going to change the government of israel's position on that so it's, it's basically israel needs iran gone and there is no negotiating
0: with their ideology and replace it with what it like, doesn't what, matter. what? What's like, going it, to occupy the landmass? You know, the the geographic designation commonly referred to as Iran, right? What's what's going to be there except another word instead of Iran?
1: But it doesn't matter. It, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's an ideology that that they're going off of. It, it doesn't. You know, facts don't matter at that point. All right. It's 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 uh it's it's, co- it's sort of like racism. Um, it's it's illogical. It doesn't makes sense um but they and i and i really believe this a lot of times the government does something just because they have nothing better to do
0: well and and you know it for for lack of mixing words right we're calling it an an israeli conspiracy and the racists would just say it's the jew media right like they props to them then for being more upfront about it you know and going like no no totally the jews And we're like, no, 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 it's the, it, we're, we're saying the state of Israel and they're just saying the Jew media, but it's the same concept, right? It's like that group of people looking to do bad things to this group of people. And if you're, you know, if, if you say, if you say the state of Israel, right, then you're politically correct. But if you say, you know, the damn Jews, then all of a sudden you're racist and no one takes you seriously, but it's still, you know.
1: I mean, they, they use the race card. They totally use the
0: race card. Yeah. But it, it, is it again, right. It's, it's politically incorrect, but technically not wrong. Right. If you're saying the state of Israel is looking to wipe, you know, Iran off the map for no other reason than they have nothing better to do, you know, to, to get, to get back at Iran for what? Right. What's what, what is what, whatever the threat was 40 years ago, what is it today?
1: Well, the threat of them getting a, a nuclear weapon.
0: And nuking Israel? Like, that's it?
1: That's, that's basically, that's the, that's the narrative. I don't know if they're really worried about that or if they have uh, global conquests in mind. I don't, I don't know, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the, you know, What comes after Iran, I don't know, because the, the narrative for so long has been I, Iran is a threat to Israel. That, that's all anybody knows anymore and and everybody in israel at least you know the government the, the state of, of israel uh, believes that iran is a threat it okay. must be eliminated and and that's that's all that really matters
0: okay I mean, like i said tough you know I, I i hear you i don't disagree with you it's just it's so stupid to me that people with that much people with that much information and that much power right are are that dumb and that trump who's supposed to be you know like at, at least he's a politician now but he wasn't positioned as one at at, at the mean, beginning uh, how do you how, do you
1: how do you how do you change that mentality though and in, in israel how do you how do you change that any anybody who is not on board with iran as a threat would not be allowed in in the bureaucratic uh israel you know it just wouldn't happen so
0: well, the the, so the they, same the same way we so, do it here on this show, right? In America, right? We don't as as you know what what they would describe as an American citizen, right? I don't. I'm not in. I'm not in line with the the narrative that my government gives me, right? I I actively speak out against sure. it and I try to change well, the hearts and minds of people around me.
1: Yeah, but we're probably not going to stop it. Is my point? Like there there is a conspiracy. Okay. That, is, is obvious to, you know,
0: to uh, thinking
1: individuals,
0: but... Well, where are the thinking Israelites in Israel speaking out oh, against they, it there?
1: there there's, peop- there's people in, in Israel that, that think their state is, is, uh, is corrupt and stupid and, and all that, but they're not in power. So, yeah. All right. They,
0: well, don't, they don't matter too
1: much. You know, just, just kind of like us. We don't matter too much. Okay.
0: <laughs> True. But that does, but that's never stopped me from t- from from speaking out. Oh sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 gonna digress a little bit and maybe segue out of here, um, because it's it's the same. Like for, for me, it's never it's never about the money, and it's never about the power. It's always about you know what what I believe to be right, and that's that's what I say, and I I hope um, that my actions and behaviors, um, reflect that as much as possible, right? Like that's, that's, that's how I operate in my life. Um, where I I can say like, I'm in integrity with what I'm doing. Right. And it's so, so for me, for, for people to, you know, when, when I see people act out of integrity for them, right. It it's, it's painful, Right, like if yeah, you believe why, if you believe it wholeheartedly, it? and I, why they, I, I think the reason,
1: the reason, well, they're scared. Yes, but um, they're doing it because of of I think because of their own ego. Because they're afraid that society will judge them if if they uh, start thinking or show that they're thinking or caring or whatever. Uh, it's easy. It's easier to go along with whatever society is uh deeming the, the the correct thing and that's and that's why like like with the the, the border control thing um, it's 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 popular to uh, demonize people for entering illegally you know yeah uh, what does illegal mean these are people people yeah. people should trump uh, a piece of paper you would you think <laughs> or an imaginary line. Like, you would think but because there's a big enough group of people uh to support their bad idea and then and then and if you uh if you're against this crowd then they can you know i, I don't know i'm getting i'm getting ahead of myself now i'm, I'm conflating too many things together and- well,
0: I, you know, I, I hear you. And that's why I am I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to segue out of, uh, out of the war discussion to a more like individual based motivational thing. Right. Like you, you, you said Trump does it because it's, you know, it, it hurts his ego to do anything otherwise. And that, that for me hurts my brain. Like, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a literal physical visceral reaction to hearing that kind of information not because it's trump but because it's someone it's someone who i perceive um to be acting out of integrity with themselves right like that's i think if you know reflecting on it very briefly sure. here not, right that's I mean, what pains me the most
1: not that you thought trump had any integrity
0: <laughs> well but with, but within his own philosophy
1: yeah, within, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a
0: hypocrite but he's now a hypocrite right and it, and like I said, with, with, the, with the economic policy, right at least I, at least I can see where I believe he, he's wrong, right but I understand why he thinks he's right. And then I see the war policy and I go I believe he's wrong and I don't even think he thinks he's right. right I think he knows he's wrong. Because there's enough evidence to show that he's believed otherwise in the past and nothing has changed that would cause him to change his mind other than he's now the person in power, right? And that, and, and being in power should not affect your philosophy. In fact, it should be the opposite, right? The, the whole re- the whole reason that people seek out positions of power, uh, is to influence the general philosophy with their own and to infuse their own beliefs into, you know, into the, into the masses, right? So if you're like, stay out, if you've been, if you've been saying stay out of Syria for the past six years, right, and you, and your ego is so superior that you believe that, you know, when I'm in power, I will, you know, convey these beliefs on to everyone because that's how much power I have. Then when you get the opportunity to say, stay out of Syria and you're the guy holding the button right on whether or not you go into Syria I would hope right that you go like no 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 I'm in power now and we're not going to do it right no 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 I'm in power now we're going to impose those tariffs no 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 I'm in power now we're going to lift those regulations no 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 I'm in power now we're we're going to pollute the entire planet um for for the sake of industry right I can get I, behind I th- I that
1: think, but I think he he looks at it from a different way like uh, there's there's a risk And doing nothing. And and that risk is having the media turn on him.
0: And, well, they're already against him anyway. They've been against him from the um, beginning. Even during the campaign, uh, the media wasn't in favor. They made fun of him right until the point where they had to call him Mr. President. The the risk would be
1: that he thinks the media might be successful in, in maybe turning his base against him.
0: Okay. Maybe. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Like I said, I I don't know what's going on in his head.
0: Like it would kill his um, legacy to be a one-term president.
1: And I, you know, if if I was president, I wouldn't care if I was a one-term president or not.
0: Like, would I, w- I. I would
1: ex- I would expect like if if if
0: uh, you got four years to shut it all down, man. Let's see what you got.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand what I don't understand what the draw is to have eight years. I I just I don't I don't get it. Like you're you're because well, you're a cause failure. Yeah, because you're a failure if, you, in, yeah, a failure if you
0: only if you don't get reelected.
1: I mean, th- then then we need to get rid of the two term
0: presidency and just go down to one term. <laughs> yeah, one lifetime term. <laughs> what's what's this reelection stuff?
1: Yeah, because it, it's obviously messing with their brains. They can't make rational decisions because they might consider themselves a failure if they don't get re- reelected.
0: Yeah. And then they call the second term like the lame duck part cuz you can't you there's you don't have to worry about reelecting them. So now, right? Now they can now they can institute all the policy that they wanted to for the first 4 years. But the first 4 years, you know, they had to they had to go along with the flow to make sure they got their second 4 years, you know, to, to do the really good stuff. Just do the really good stuff the first 4 years and get the hell out of there. Right? Who cares about the first term? Just, you know, like you said, one ter- one term do, you know, impose your will as you will. And again, like it, it I don't, want, I don't want to come across like I'm supporting that, but on, a, on on, uh, on the idea of integrity, right. That's what I would expect. Right. And, and I would, I would still disagree with it. And I'm not saying like we should have a president again, just, just in case you, you're catching the show in the middle and weren't paying attention in the beginning. Right, but for, for, from from uh, from an integrity standpoint, right? Why why waste four years not not being in integrity just so you get the second four years to do it? I don't I don't get that because you're a failure. You're a fa- if you're only a four year president, you're a failure. But if you get all the stuff done that you wanted to get done while you're in there, you know, regardless of whether or not I would support that, and I probably wouldn't, almost guaranteed I wouldn't. Then why waste it? like i said it's just it's it's painful to it's painful to me on on every level right whether it's it's whether i see it in the president or you know a politician or family members or friends or coworkers or i go like you know it's just it's always like why would you do that you know that's that doesn't align with you know who you who you are as a person uh, unless, you know, unless you've been misrepresenting yourself to me, um, from the beginning, right. If, if if that's not who you truly are, well then, you know, let, let's be honest with who you are, or I'm going to, you know, take a look at your actions and judge for myself, um, who you actually are. And if he's a, if he's a war hawk president, well then that's what his legacy will be when it could have been, you know, the, the, the crony capitalist, you know, uh, destroyer of environments and, you know, that, and proponent of advocate of business, you know, that we, that at at least he made it seem like he was going into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the only other, the, the only other transition out of that, that I can make is, you know, for me this week, aside, you know, outside of this, like what's going on for me, um, is again, like I've, I'm a, I'm a big fan and I've, uh, and I've advocated on this show before. And it, it, it's, I don't want to say my pet issue, but it's definitely like where I make my stand for the most part, um, in, in my life over the things that I control. And that's, you know, I'm i I've always been a big fan of like, um, in, I'm going to say employee rights, but more like employee, employee power right work- worker empowerment um if you will, and so I was you know um talking with my coworker at one of my jobs not not the restaurant job the moving job, and you know he's been he's been negotiating with management over like the use of his personal vehicle um uh, because he has a big ass truck like like a big ass diesel you know truck um and and so like it's it's become commonplace to use his truck for work-related activity, right? Like, I, I show up on my moped or I show up in my Cadillac and, like, n- not a single, you know, not a single ounce of work equipment enters my vehicle, right? Unless, unless, it's, unless it's stuff that I want to take home on my own, like, I don't have a work. My, my vehicle is not a work vehicle. It's my personal vehicle, right? And his personal vehicle has become his work vehicle. To the point where it's become an expectation where, you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't fit in the, in the van or the, you know, the box truck that we rented to haul the stuff away, uh, we just throw it in this dude's truck and, and he'll take it. Right. Hmm. Oh, what's that doesn't fit. Just throw it in, just throw it in his truck. You know, what's that? Th- throw it in my truck. You know, and, and again, early on, right. He may have acquiesced to that as, you know, when he first started with the company, because like, oh yeah, you can, you can borrow my truck right no no big deal just throw it in my truck um and it has grown into an expectation and now he's renegotiating um for compensation for use of his work uh, for his personal vehicle for work related activities right um uh, and the, the you know the last discussion we had we, you know, we were like taking a little break um on, on the job site cuz it was hard work um uh, and you know the 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 subject came up about like so what are you getting for the truck? Like, have have they come to it? And his answer was, they want to have another meeting. They they want to have another meeting to discuss it again. <laughs> I thought we had an agreement, but now they want to have another meeting, right? Like they were supposed to pay me this much and like, you know, figuring out how, how to bill them for it, um, is now in dispute. So, so let's have another meeting, you know? And he's like, I'm tired of having meetings. And so I told him like, you know, it hurts me to hear this nonsense, right? <laughs> and I and I, and it it may sound it may sound like I'm kidding or joking around. Um but like when when I say it hurts me, it's not I'm not I'm not fabricating a story. Like I I literally feel physical pain when I hear stuff like that. Like it it, it I don't I don't know what causes it. I just know that I hear it my head starts to hurt physically. Like I get, I get a very small headache every time. So it's not, you know, so, so when I say it hurts me, it does. It's physical pain manifested, you know, probably on my own psychologically, but still there nonetheless. So I hear it and and I go like, like I told you before, man, like I'm, I'm a big fan of workers' rights. And you know, at some point you, you personally have to put your foot down and say, until we come to an agreement, you know, like my truck is off limits, right? If, if there, if there's no standing agreement, then, then you have nothing to complain about. Number one. Um, and if you continue to like, if you continue to allow them to take advantage of you, then they will continue to do so without compensation until you say otherwise, right? You're like, you're, you're, you're allowing yourself to be victimized, even if it's minor, right? You know, it's it's still an allowance, you're not doing anything about it, you're not speaking out against it. It's just, you know, you've acquiesced um to the situation and that's that's the end of it. So, you, you, before we have another meeting, right? Just make your truck off limits. That's it. They 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 want, you know, trash hauled off or boxes picked up or you know whatever, like got to use a different vehicle. Like got to go, you know, we 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 have to we have to go through the process and procedure of procuring a vehicle for use. Um Build to the company, of course. Right. And, and your truck is off limits until then. Um, and so I, you know, I, I, for me, I, I go like, well, that's, that's an integrity for me. Right. Like I would, I personally would have no problem, you know, laying that down, right? Like, no, no, no. So sorry. Uh, until, you know, until we come to a, 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 an agreement, um, you know, that's it. And I, and, and for me, so, so that's that. Um, and then for me, I think I missed an opportunity to like, to, to renegotiate, um, my agreement with the company for like, you know, compensation. Cause I only worked there a couple of days a week. And at one point, you know, I asked them like, what would it take for me to get a raise? I said, this is, this is the hourly rate that I'm looking for. What do you need me to do for you, for you to pay me that amount? And the answer, I think I talked about this on the show before the answer that I got at the time was nothing like we we don't have a job at that rate um un- unless you want to move into a management position um and there's currently no management positions open because there's just not enough business to go around I went cool end of story right like you know I I will continue to do what I do for what you've already agreed to pay me and that's it um uh, and then I got a text like earlier this week you know like hey can you work an extra day and you know I my my initial response was nope because i'm booked like that day is already filled and that day will continue to be filled because my other schedules you know the schedules outside of when i work for you is already booked and filled like there's there's no extra time available for me uh to devote to you so if you want you know if you want more of my time then you know what i should have said right was if you want more of my time you got to renegotiate what you're paying me um and I failed to take that opportunity. And I kind of, you know, cause it was, it was, it was a quick, I, you know, I looked at my phone in the middle of the day. It was a quick text. Um, I fired off the no response just so I could put the phone away and I didn't, I didn't give it much thought. Um, uh, but you know, from, from a, a workers, uh, from a, a workers advocate point of view, like that would have been an opportune time for me to, to say, no, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can make that happen on a regular basis, but this is what it's going to cost. Um, uh, and I've done that before and it's, it's cost me work, right? Like I don't, I don't work as much, um, as I used to, or as I could, um, because we, we didn't come to an agreement on pay. Um, uh, and like the, the, the latest job that I found, you know, I, I went to work, uh, last night, but when I left last week, Friday from work, there was like a dispute on scheduling, right? Cause like, I don't want to work you know, the hours that they want me to work. Um, but I've only got like one day available for them, you know? And, and so, you know, we had a, like a mini sit down before I left about, you know, well, you know, you want, you want extra privileges, but you're only giving us one day a week. I went, I see your point of view, right? I see what you're saying, but at the same time, you want me to give up work at other places, but you're not gonna, you're, you're not compensating me for it, right? Like my my schedule is set at a certain rate, and you want to either like match that rate or pay me less to give up those other shifts. (laughs) And that makes no sense to me. So yeah, you know, and you recruited me, right? Like I didn't fill out an application to come work for you. You said, you know, we could use your help and here I am helping you out, you know, and it, it, and it may be a, you know, a privileged position or, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what other word to use. Um, right now where I, I'm, I may come across as like arrogant or whatever. Um, I go like, but that that's just what it is. Like, this is, this is the time I have available for you. If you need my help during these hours, fine. If you don't also fine, like, I don't care either way. Um, but at least, at least I stay within integrity for myself knowing that, you know, like there's, there's certain things I'm willing to do and certain things I'm not willing to do, but I'm not, you know, I'm not your average. I am definitely not your average employee who you get to like, you know, walk over and take advantage of simply because, you know, society has structured it where you're the employer and you have all the power and I'm the employee and have to do what you say, right? Like that's, that, that, that has cost me, um, financial gains, right? But you know, the, 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 the mental stress, right? That I've saved myself, you know, by not being in places where I don't want to be, because I know I, I'll just go do something else for somebody else. And it doesn't matter to me, you know, as long as, as long as you treat me right, I I can, I can do anything and everything for you. Um, I think is a benefit. And so, you know, to, to, to tie it in with my coworker, like, you know, to get integrity with himself. Um, and for me to continue to demonstrate that as an example for people, even to demonstrate it as an example to the goddamn president, right where it's so you know it's it's okay your ego should be inflated you know when when you're in integrity and not deflated because someone calls you out on nonsense that has nothing to do with you right like that should be the example set by people in perceived positions of power right like at least you know good bad right or wrong at least you know where he's coming from and you know where he stands right people always know where i stand cuz i tell you i'm up front and i demonstrate and I don't care, you know, what you think of me. Um, you know, uh, can you hurt my feelings? Sure. You can like, I'm not, I'm human. Um, but I don't typically let that type of thing bother me as long as I'm true to myself first. Um, and if you're and if you're going to campaign on being like, you know, true to yourself and Mexico is going to build the wall and Mexico is going to pay for the wall and we're going to remove all these regulations And we're going to, you know, stop the, you know, stop all this other, you know, stupid intervention because I called out against it um, when Obama was in power. We're going to, you know, cut the nonsense, cut the bullshit. Then at least stay true to yourself and do that. For the love of God, please. MC. (laughs) Do we have any um, headlines to go over? Yeah. Headlines. Uh, Amazon controversy makes the case for private sector U.S. postal service. Uh, Headline, Statism's first casualty is the truthful use of language. Headline, India plans to tax millionaires leaving the country permanently. Uh, Headline, Americans can't stand each other, so let's stop forcing our preferences on one another. Uh, Headline, Trump is a low information gas bag. Uh, Headline, How to sniff out fake news. Headline, First, they came for back page. And finally, headline, Supreme Court rules cops can kill non-threatening people as long as they say they were scared. Uh, any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? Oh, I like bashing on cops. Uh, so the, the threatening people as long as they say they were scared? Yep. <clears throat> the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of a police officer who opened fire on a woman from a distance while she stood on her property, claiming he feared for his safety in a ruling that will be used to reinforce a disturbing pattern practiced by police officers across the United States. The Supreme court has determined that officers who shoot non-threatening citizens are completely justified and cannot face consequences for their actions. As long as they express to the court that they feared for their safety, the case of casella versus Hughes originated from a police shooting in Tucson, Arizona uh, in 2010 Police Corporal Andrew Casella heard a report over police radio about a woman using a kitchen knife to hack a tree and acting erratically in public. He responded to the scene with two other officers. On the other side of a chain-link fence, the officers saw Sharon Chadwick standing next to her car. Her roommate, Amy Hughes, emerged from the house with a kitchen knife held at her side. Despite the fact that the two women were standing at least six feet apart, the blade of the knife was facing away from Chadwick and Hughes did not appear to be threatening her roommate in any way. The three officers approached the fence with their guns drawn. Less than 60 seconds after Casella saw Chadwick, he opened fire and shot Hughes four times through the fence. As she fell to the ground, officers jumped over the fence, approached Hughes and placed her in handcuffs and then called paramedics. It took just seconds for Officer Hughes to choose to shoot Hughes multiple times, even though she had not broken any laws and she did not appear to be threatening anyone. Miraculously, Hughes did not die from the gunshot wounds she sustained, and Chadwick was not injured during the reckless attack. Hughes filed lawsuits against Casella based on the claim that her civil rights were violated during the shootings. Uh, While a federal district judge ruled in favor of Casella, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed the decision and argued that Hughes' Fourth Amendment rights were clearly violated. The Supreme Court has now reversed the Ninth Circuit Court decisions and, in its opinion on the case... The court argued that there should not be a debate on whether Hughes fourth amendment rights were violated because Casella should automatically be afforded qualified immunity as a police officer. Huh? Uh, uh, part of the court decision in quotes here. The court need not and does not decide whether Casella violated the fourth amendment when he used deadly force against Hughes for even assuming a fourth amendment violation occurred, a proposition that is not at all evident on these facts. Casella was at least entitled to qualified immunity. Qualified immunity attaches when an official's conduct does not violate clearly established statutory or constitutional rights of which a reasonable person would have known, because the focus is on whether the officer had fair notice that her conduct was unlawful, reasonable, and judged against the backdrop of the law at the time of the conduct. Uh, Back into the article. As Scotus Blog noted, Even if the Supreme Court judges believed that Casella was guilty of violating Hughes' Fourth Amendment rights, Casella still could not be sued because any rights that he might have violated were not clearly established. A key factor in whether government official enjoys, uh, excuse me, a key factor in whether government officials enjoy immunity from lawsuits. Even though Chadwick testified that she did not feel threatened by Hughes or the knife in her hand at the time of the shooting, the Supreme Court has chosen to side with the police officer who chose to open fire within seconds, before taking the time to accurately assess the situation. By supporting Casella's actions, the Supreme Court has essentially given all police officers a blank check, which says that if they see a person standing in the distance on her property and she appears to be holding a weapon in her hand, the officer has the right to open fire and shoot her multiple times as long as the officer maintains that he feared for his safety, even if he cannot prove that the person he targeted was threatening him. In a dissenting opinion, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor argued that while the other two officers attempted to use verbal commands to convince Hughes to drop the knife, Casella made no attempt to de-escalate the situation and opted to use deadly force instead. Uh, Quoting, Hughes was nowhere near the officers, had committed no illegal acts, was suspected of no crime, and did not raise the knife in the direction of Chadwick or anyone else. Faced with these facts, the two other responding officers held their fire, and one testified that he wanted to continue trying verbal commands and see if that would work, but not Casella. He thought it necessary to use deadly force, and so, without giving a warning that he would open fire, he shot Hughes four times, leaving her seriously injured. Casella did not wait for Hughes to register, much less respond to the officers' rush commands. Instead, Casella immediately and unilaterally escalated the situation. It is no secret that police officers regularly get away with shooting and killing innocent citizens in the United States. And they do so by arguing that they opened fire because they feared for their safety by choosing to support a trick or happy officer who chose to put lives at risk. The Supreme court has made it clear that there would be no justice for the innocent woman who received life threatening injuries as a result of the attack. And that police will continue to get away with targeting, targeting the mentally ill and will face no consequences for their actions. Ah. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the article. The rest of it's an ad, and I don't want to read that. Uh, so, your thoughts, MC, on cops uh, opening fire? You know, definitely this happens more often than we'd like. Uh, number one, and now being supported by Supreme Court rulings um, to to justify it. Yeah, that's,
1: that was pretty insane. Um, <laughs> it just it just made me think of uh, London and their their anti uh, knife ban. Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't even have a knife (laughs) ban. You can't hold a knife.
0: (laughs) Oh man. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous on so many levels, right? Again, you know, holding a weapon and using a weapon or threatening with weapon are like separate issues. Right. Because I don't, I don't know what the law was in this, in this particular instance. Um, I know obviously the, the knife, you know, isn't, uh, isn't at issue. Um, but I, I, you know, in, in, in Arizona, isn't, they they can open carry, right? Isn't that a thing or, you know? Yeah. So that means, you know, if, if, if you have your gun like holstered on your hip, right, you're, you're in possession of it.
1: If if a cop sees you and he gets afraid, he can just shoot you.
0: Right. uh, He had a weapon. Obviously he had a weapon. Open carry is legal. Right. But, the, but so now what they're going to uh, uh, carte blanche uh, on people who choose to exercise their, their open carry privilege or right, depending yeah. on your perspective. Yeah.
1: Well, they're, they're, you know, being how this is now, I, it's, it's possible. I'm not saying it's likely, but it's actually possible that there might be a war on cops someday because <laughs> like society can't function like that. You know, <laughs>
0: that's a war i support by the way like i'm not i'm not a pacifist i'm not anti-violent you know i'm anti-aggression at the at the the very most so if 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 there were to be a war on cops it's a war that i would I, i would support i just
1: i i really wish police would police themselves you know like like the second that guy opened fire on on that that lady for holding a knife all the other cops should have turned around and opened fire on him. Like, dude, there's, there's a, there's a, what do, you, what do they call it? There's an active shooter. Yeah. Active shooter. Shoot or at him. the very,
0: at the very least, arrested him, right, and char and had the DA charge him with murder, right? Like, you know, co- we're, we're supposed well, to believe that internal affairs works. Well, and that's, yet, no.
1: that's what I'm saying. The, the cops should know. That their own system doesn't even work, right? Yeah. So they, 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 you know, they can operate as a judge, jury, and executioner now. And so, if they're a good cop, they should have said, "Active shooter," and yeah. shot and shot the cop that opened fire on an innocent person. Yeah.
0: Th- there was another article. Um, that I, I didn't post a show prep, but I, I just briefly read where they, like, it was the, the chief of police or, or, you know, some, someone in that position. And he basically admitted that it's, it's, uh, the financial incentive, uh, for cops is to kill people rather than injure or maim. Right. Because it's, it's cheaper for the department. Right. So, so, you know, so now they're, they're not even, you know, they're not even out there to like, to, to serve and protect lives at this point. It's you know well if if you if you have to open fire make sure you kill them because it's cheaper for the department than if you just injure them and you know we got to go through that rigmarole. Uh, right. It's 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 improper incentives. That's you know. Right. That's a that's a fundamental but flaw in the entire the correct, system of government.
1: The correct incentive would be for cops to have liability insurance, and then they would think twice
0: about uh, shooting at anybody. Really. Well. And in lieu of liability insurance, they should just be held liable for their actions, right and then the, the cops that choose yeah. to acquire liability insurance uh, to protect themselves like you know doctors and malpractice you know uh, I, insurance i think I think
1: the the, the more effective uh, like if, if we're talking about making policy change yeah I think if we said you know just kind of like car insurance, like you're, you're required. If you want to be a cop, you're required to have liability insurance. I think that would be more effective okay. than making it optional because, um, because the, the, then there's the, the game would make more sense to the statists and the bureaucrats. Okay, I I so would say I, so. Right ahead. now we we can't we can't have them agree to prosecute cops because then they feel like well then. The, then nobody would be a cop, and you know, good. We we wouldn't have we wouldn't have safety. You know, that's the, that's the way they would think. And so, so the, they 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 re- resort to uh, giving cops uh, immunity. Like, <laughs> so ridiculous to me. C- cops need immunity
0: <laughs> because well, they couldn't do their job without it. <laughs> right. bullshit, same, same same with soldiers and the military. Right? How how could you go to war in a foreign land if you weren't allowed to kill foreigners? We're not sure. We're not well, going to well, prosecute you, have, you for murder.
1: Well, you have a declaration of war. The first thing, you have at least some intent and some grievance that you no longer live with. And you say what that is, okay. and then you do what you have to do. But you know, that's there's a thing called just war theory. But that's uh, but yeah. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, Ken Schoolin the other day he, he he said that the simplest way to explain it is uh, you should not the government shouldn't have any right to do anything that an individual would not have the right to do so
0: yeah i I, I, I generally support that ideal um, but then again, that just that that theory alone well, not, brings down the well, state.
1: Yeah. Well, not, not just government, but any individual or group yeah. of individuals.
0: Yeah. It, it's, that's, that's like the, the theory of agency, right? The government acts on, on your behalf, right? You know, your, your collective behalf, but if somehow is allowed to do things that you are not allowed to do individually or collectively without, without them. Right. And And if they're not allowed to act, uh, you know, on, on your behalf out of agency, well then they just don't exist. Right, like, you know, Larkin Rose made that point, you know, very well, if if you're not allowed to rob your neighbors, hiring someone to rob your neighbors is also not a, a legitimate form in practice. Any other thoughts? Uh, no. Wrap it up. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you guys know where to find us. dot Facebook.com slash AnarchistExperience. Uh, if you want to join in on the discussion, we do it in the groups, Facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to the show financially, we do it through Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Anarchist Experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.